Hi everyone, this is the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in the galaxy from Merc to Mercury 2. Every single planet you can possibly be on at this moment. By the way, hi space travelers. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> Good afternoon. Not you guys. No. The space travelers. space travelers. Well, I mean, I'm talking to the space travelers that might be receiving this broadcast well, in the, f- m- the very 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 distant future huh? on Merc 2 for, for my, my <laughs> Michael you need to specify uh, okay hello oh, well I just did so <laughs> <laughs> technically everyone ever is a space traveler so. that's true we are all we are all traveling through this this blue green orb that you can listen to my podcast on. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone on this planet can and probably should be listening to this podcast. It is the Michael Dupree Variety Hour. It's an art showcase and comedy, sometimes, podcast <laughs> featuring local musicians, bands, uh, artists, poets, people of interesting nature. And we have them on the show and we talk to them and we ask them questions about their lives, their backgrounds, their criminal record. We get to the we get to the straight poop on this program, <laughs> all right? So without further ado, my guest today, my first guest today, they are a I don't know how you would put it, like a space punk kind of like Just rock. Call it meteor cuz we're a space rock, man. They are a meteor ogre. Please don't take me seriously <laughs> for that. <laughs> They are kind of a, they're 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 a bunch of boys. We're some boys. It's like a surf space punk band. We them boys. That's what that's why I had put it. <laughs> we, hello, it's Cosmic Surfing Band. That's them. They are Atomic Time Bomb. They are Andrew, Jeremy, and Schwagel. Yep. <laughs> I almost called you by the wrong name. Uh, How dare you? And they are fresh. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're having just a wonderful time here. You're really it's so nice to catch up with old friends. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. very happy to be here. Mm, are you guys happy enough to talk a little more into the microphones? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we could do that. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure how close I should get. Yeah, well, you do have you have a very big voice, yes. so I understand that. Yeah. I'm but not complaining because I get to get closer to Jeremy now. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I, th- Jeremy. I also am not complaining because he gets to get closer to Jeremy now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And so I'm also not complaining because they both get to get closer to Jeremy. Now. Yeah, <laughs> everything is closer. Everyone's to me. happy because Jeremy's getting pretty close <laughs> to being cuddled, <laughs> and that True. makes that makes us all okay. So, you guys, how how are you guys doing today? And uh, well, let's go around the table. You already answered that. How we're, how are you doing today? So I'm going to move past that part. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear anything. Oh well. Who are you guys individually? <laughs> what do you do in the band? And tell me if you were to go on a dream vacation, but you had to bring a dead president with you, where would you go? And you had to like try to treat them to the best time that they, you think they possibly would go on. Hmm. Like, who would you bring and where would you go? Well, um, 
starting with my name, I should probably say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Andrew. Uh, I sing, play guitar, and Atomic Time Bomb. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who makes the weird noises. Like, uh, give me three examples. Uh, like robot noises, mm-hmm. uh, reverby noises, mm-hmm. and just overall bad noises. Oh, good. <laughs> Do you make any good noises? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was deep in thought on that. As for the dead president, uh, before you said you had to treat him to a good time, I was going to say Reagan so I can drop kick him off the side of a cliff. <laughs> Which cliff would you drop kick him off of? Uh, all of them. Cliffs all of Dover. The, just over <laughs> and over. Cliffs of Dover. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. All right, I'll accept that answer. You <laughs> 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 might not be treating him to a good time, but you know what? But the, no one else can pick Reagan, so there's that, too. Thank God. All right. <laughs> Again, I'm going to start backwards to forwards, I guess. Well, I'll start with, I'm Jeremy. Uh, I'm going to do it the way you said it, because it's, stu- it's stupid the way I thought about it. <laughs> I'm Jeremy, and I play bass, and I sing the happy notes, and sometimes I scream things. Like, uh, like give me an example. Sometimes I scream, like, I don't know the way home. Oh. And sometimes I scream things like, like... Like, one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, other times... I get to scream things like "Inside Outside USA." <laughs> okay, <laughs> so when you scream those things, um, are you doing it as part of the song, or is it just? I mean, usually, just happening? but I'm open-minded. <laughs> okay, sometimes you. Sometimes I scream at him to stop making jokes and play more music. Oh, yeah, that is that bad? It is a problem for me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's just fun. Yeah. Does it cause drama in the band? <laughs> not in the band. Not in the band. Outside of the band, though, there have been some people who have been vocal about it. Yeah. People sometimes. don't like that we try to make people have a good time, even if it's not through music always. Yeah. That's probably a good point, though. You know what? Take the comedy of the comedians, you guys. Probably. <laughs> just probably. Just do do what like you, you were you were put on this earth to do, and that's make surf space punk music and let the people who are supposed to make people laugh do that. And enslave mankind. Yes. Okay. All right, and who, what president, and right, what would you take, right. and where would you take him to? When nice you first time. said it. Notice I'm saying him because I don't think we're ready for a woman president. I mean, I think we're ready for a certain woman president. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so far we've proven that one uh, pretty pretty incorrect with our voting, I suppose. Mm-hmm, or is mm-hmm. it our votes? I guess no. no. We would have had a woman president if it was our vote last year. Maybe. Uh, by the popular vote. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, who, knows? who knows? There's no way to tell. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'll count the things. You just got to give me one. No, bill. there's no way to tell. <laughs> oh, man. You're right. Wait, oh, well. Wait, what? What are you doing <laughs> to me? No. Um, when I first heard you ask the question, I just thought it was who would you want to bring back and just, like, get to meet. And my first thought was Teddy Roosevelt. Yep. And then mm-hmm. I thought about the kind of good time he would want to have, and I would not be having a good time if he was. Like, <laughs> you were just, just digging a canal with your bare hands. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, watching him shoot animals that are on e- extinction charts and stuff. Like, yeah. yeah same, that sounds like a bad time. Saying bully a lot. Maybe I'd want to bring back <laughs> Thomas Jefferson and be like, you fucked up. This is how it could have been, but because you fucked up, look at where we're at. He wouldn't have a good time, though. Oh, you're right. You gotta treat him to a good, good time. time for me. Shit. And it's also not a specific location. You're just hanging out with him at, like, a place and, tell- and yelling at him. Man. You got to take them on a nice Man. vacation hmm. that they would like. I bring back Kennedy. Bring back Kennedy. I bring back Kennedy. Where would you take Kennedy? He had a lot of life left to live. Yes. I think I would take him. Man, I guess to 
to the hospital. Where, where, what, <laughs> what museum do they have Marilyn Monroe's most beautiful dresses in? Uh, probably. I think there's one in the Smithsonian. The Smithsonian. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that would be cool. He just you go would there and like stare to see at what's happened in the last sixty years and yeah. just cry. Aw, see what you missed, John. But do you think he'd still be alive if he didn't get you know doinked Shy? in the head? I mean, he'd, <laughs> he'd be fairly old today, wouldn't he? Uh. Yeah, he, it, he was, was, it was like 68 that he oh, got shot. Yeah, and he, must have been, he was like in his 40s. He was in his early 40s yeah, then. So yeah, he, he, was he would be some kind of a lich, I think, if he was still alive yeah. today. But I support that. Yeah. Jimmy Carter's still alive. Yeah, he's, he uh, is. He's a peanut farmer. <laughs> <laughs> he might actually be a lich, though. So That's we don't know. True. Peanut lich. I'm still upset that Jimmy Carter still has ser- a Secret Service uh, people watching him. <laughs> like... I, I talked about this on the show a little bit ago, but, like, he, no one's trying to kill him. No one is trying to hurt Jimmy Carter. He's just – no one would recognize him if he, <laughs> if he walked into the Eastern Market. No one would know that no. that was the peanut farmer. No. No one would know. I, don't th- I still don't think you answered my question. Where would you – oh, yeah, you did. You did. Okay. You said J- JFK to the Smithsonian. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. Okay. I, I let forgot. Him, let him see. <laughs> see what he missed out on. <laughs> I've been kind of obsessed with this like concept of looking what a hundred years ago looked like versus today to try and stop being so goddamn depressed all the time about what today looks like, mm-hmm. thinking about what it might look like a hundred years from now. So, I want to believe that JFK would be able to look at that and be like, "All right, okay, all right, things things are on a trend." It's Maybe not it wasn't great, so bad that I got shot in the head. Later. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's okay. Yeah. And Schwig, or oh, I just spoiled. What your name is? Well, okay. It since took you away one third it, of you. <laughs> I am. My name is either Alex or Schwagel, depending on who you are mm-hmm. and what I allow you to call me. Okay. <laughs> uh, I am the drummer in the band. Um, Atomic Time Bomb. Yes. Okay. That band. That not the band. Not the no, band. <laughs> not take a load off Annie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all the stuff that Jeremy said about singing and saying the words. I do the opposite of that. I never <laughs> say a word. Because I have horrible pitch. Mm-hmm. I have, like, the pitch range of a wombat. Uh-huh. It's not good at all. <laughs> but at least you're cute. <laughs> Same. Gee, thanks. That's that's why I hide behind all the drums. <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't. Wa- we don't want it to be distracting. Right. Yeah. Um, so you hit you hit the snare, you hit the tom-tom. Hit the snare and the tom-tom and, and the then bass. the other tom-tom. And then, yeah, I only have two right now. Uh, and then the cymbals, and I usually break them and have to buy a new one. Because uh-huh. I hit super hard. Yeah. Because you're a rock and roll man. I am a rock and roll spaceman. <laughs> and uh, what what about the president question? Well, Jeremy half stole my answer because I wanted to say Teddy Roosevelt. Um, if I had <laughs> to pick like him. like half the presidents, though. That's true. I would probably take him, like, on the most, like, dangerous African safari I can imagine. Wow. Just because I know he would not be phased in the least. But you would probably die. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Dude, I'd be with Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, that's He true. would fist oh, fight a shit. rhino and win. Do you think Teddy Roosevelt would care about protecting the person he's with on a safari? Or do you think he would just be I think too absolutely. You think so? Okay. Probably. Well, it depends on how much he likes you. Yeah. If you were an African rhino, he might not care about how you said if you survive or not. No, he'd punch you in the face. Yeah. Well, no, I think I want to change my answer. <laughs> well, you're free to. Okay. <laughs> I could also bring back the original Clinton. Uh, the original George Clinton. <laughs> yeah, no, the first, <laughs> the first Bill Clinton before they replaced him with that clone. Oh, okay. Was that was that after his saxophone solo? I think it was mid solo. Mid. Yeah. Solo. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what's over there? Turn around. Yeah, Arsenio Hall is responsible for that. They have a they have a batch of uh, 
of, of Bill Clinton cones underneath the, the sound stage, and that's where they did the switcheroo. They oh. store them down there. Yeah. When did they switch? When did they uh, replace ooh, ooh, that? Ar- ooh. When did they replace the real Arsenio with that Arsenio clone? <laughs> <laughs> I don't Probably know. Probably same time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> same. I think that's actually just the original Bill Clinton. Yeah. Just <laughs> 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 they just switch souls. <laughs> No, that's a fanfic that I would read. <laughs> Where's Chuck Tingle when you need him? I don't know. You tell me. He's probably pounding someone in the boat with a pound. So, <laughs> let's talk to each other about uh, where the name Atomic Time Bomb comes from. <laughs> where uh, does it come yeah. from? It's is there a real story? Question. Or is it just a cool well, sounding name? Like, I think I came up with it after wanting to be the atomics mm, the that's, atomics yeah that's what i initially like wanted to do or wanted to bring it up but there's a band of like <coughs> blonde mormon children in vegas that are called the atomics wow and they, they have and it's too similar <laughs> to like your style <laughs> well no they, they play surf oh they do yeah so i was like looking at them like crap i can't do that because like you know what if i get a cease and desist from these this gaggle of Mormon children. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, uh, looking around in like, the room and like saw clock time and then saw my stash of old-timey bombs and then went like, bombs, there we go. <laughs> you know, as you do. Yeah. You know, I look around my room, I'd be like, uh, right. atomic, uh, sad old pair of pants I don't wear anymore. Oh, that's not very catchy. <laughs> Shoe gaze. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, so you just have a stash of old-timey bombs, not like dynamite? No, it's the like kind the kind that Adam West would have carried away from the city. <laughs> right, <laughs> like the, the round oh. thing with the views on the top. <laughs> yeah, you know that's yeah. classic. Sometimes you just can't get rid of a bomb. Yeah. They take them to me. Oh, <laughs> they're just like, here you go. Yep. And they just don't go off around not you because they're scared. The yeah. That's good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so tell us about how the band got going. So oh, how it got started, because I know you guys have been friends since forever. Right. Um, <coughs> ten years. Yeah, for me and you. Ten yeah, both years. Well, you guys are way longer than that. Yeah, I think. well, it was yeah, junior high. We yeah, I've yeah. known Schwegel since I was like twelve, thirteen. Uh-huh. Um, you know me for more than half of your life. Yeah, sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, it it kind of got started because I was in another crappy dad rock band for a while, and then that got boring, and then Schwegel was. Uh, graduating college mm-hmm. and he wanted to buy a drum set because he'd been playing rock band drums for years and years and years of I'm pretty sure that's how that went yep and um, <laughs> I remember us picking up those drums we went to a Cra- <laughs> shady Craigslist dude in this uh, corner of his basement and he's like yep. talking with super smoker voice yeah. like, I, I think he ate a whole pack of cigarettes before we came <laughs> over there and he's like you boys ever heard of chaos theory and I was like what <laughs> was like, apparently it was some band that he managed or something like that and we, we were just kind of <laughs> had you heard of them <laughs> no. no I thought he was in the abstract sense <laughs> right. he might have but that would have been that would have been way Much more interesting conversation. <laughs> yeah. like, you guys ever heard of the time cube? <laughs> <laughs> but like we would just mess around and, and jam songs that we we both knew, and then um, I I grew up listening to surf rock because of my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had you know the stuff constantly going on, and I got super into it. Then I started changing my settings, and I'm like, well, what if we did this? And we were messing around, and then, like, uh, I asked Jeremy to come jam with us, I think. 
I think so. Honestly, I don't really remember how yeah. I got involved. Cause I just I've been <laughs> thinking about it this whole time, and I still don't remember. I, I You're just the, around. I think yeah. the catalyst was was it when we saw Math. Everyone saw Math the band. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. What? Well, we saw Math. We we didn't do that on purpose. Yeah. Right. We went to go see Andrew WK. Yeah. I, they the were the proper old... way to tell the story is that Andrew took me to St. Andrew's Hall to see Andrew WK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very true. And like, uh, we saw this this this. Uh, well, they're they're kind of like chip tune. Yeah, they're like a they're like geek rock. Punk. Yeah, they're yeah. electro punk. Really cool mm-hmm. people too. Like, yep. uh, I I talked to. At that time, it was Kevin and Justine, and it was just a two two person band. Mm-hmm. And Kevin played guitar, and Justine did everything else. Like she played the synth, she had a, a a drum and a cymbal, and like we were watching this, and like we were. I think at that point we were just messing around, and we didn't really think well, about it. The yeah. the opening act had basically ruined our our hopes of anything being good before Andrew <laughs> WK went on stage. Yeah. Yep, like that's not very to drop true. names. It was a it was some really weird shit that a lot of people were into. It was just not for us. Mm-hmm. So we were just like, whatever. I thought this really short guy that looked like Christian Bale roofied me, but that wasn't the case. <laughs> <laughs> you so just roofied yourself. I had never had Guinness in a can before and he bought me a beer. And I huh. feel bad but I thought he roofied me so I threw it away. Oh <laughs> they have a little CO two whatever release thing. cartridge thing. Mm-hmm. So when you first open a, a Guinness in a can, it rattles around. So I thought he gave me a fucking roofied beer. <laughs> I was like, man, I appreciate you're way too hot for me, first of all. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I you were flattered, but also the wrong terrified. Way. Yeah, so I was like, hey guys, I think I got roofied because I took a drink of the beer because he handed it to me and is just staring at me while I'm holding it. I tip it up and I'm like, oh, that's rattling. Took a gulp and I was like, cheers, bud. Whoop, threw it behind my shoulder and just walked over to my pals like, I think I just got roofied, just so you guys know. Don't let me go home with, with, what was it? Alex? Yeah. Adam. Yeah, Adam. Adam. Yeah. Cool, cool ass Adam as yep. that guy no, was talking. It was oh, no, cool yeah. ass Joe was the bum that, right. anyway. Right. <laughs> we're going too deep on that story. Just bring us there. So, the first opening ad comes through and we were not into it. And then Math the Band came on, and it's just this dude with a guitar losing his fucking mind. Yep. And this girl playing a synth with one hand and, like, a half of a drum kit. She had, like, a small kick drum, a snare, and a hi-hat as, like, one instrument. She played left-handed while she was playing synth and singing at the same time, just blowing our minds with the coolest, like, chip y electronic, like, fucking fast punk music that had just gut-wrenching lyrics some of the yep. times. We were just like, holy shit, this is amazing. We had no idea they were even... Yeah. Some, like, we went to see Andrew WK, yeah. and then Matt the Band was just the happiest accident that we could have <laughs> yeah. seen there. Yeah. It was one of the, like, maybe dozen or so bands that all three of us like. Yeah. Right. <laughs> our, our music tastes all, like, they're very, very close event diagrams between any two of us, mm-hmm. but the groups that all three of us like are so far and in between for some reason. Maybe I should break up. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but yeah, we saw them, and then that kind of, like, well, if if they can do, like, this weird stuff, we can do also do weird stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, what, like, got us to, because we've been around not really necessarily, like, a, like a real band up until, like, two years ago. That's mm-hmm. when we started playing shows. And... Like, uh, me and Schwegel saw P. Lander Z in Toledo, <laughs> and we both got pulled up on stage, and we just played. Really? That, yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, like, they do that all the time. But they didn't suspect that we knew each other. 
<laughs> or just, that they knew the fucking music. Yep. Right. You yep. knew all the, the songs to uh, P. Landers' music? Uh, most of them, yeah. Really? So we just kind of jammed it out while they were being human bowling pins, and they were very surprised at that. <laughs> yep. And, like, after that, because uh, he he'd never played on stage before, him being Schwegel, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and i got to remember not to point at people because... It people doesn't translate. Yes. <laughs> nope, yeah. you, you can't hear when I'm looking at someone. Wait, wait. Nope, nope. Nope, still work. didn't work. It doesn't work that way. Um, but to, to, you were pointing at your crotch. Yes. <laughs> see, that's also something I can yeah, do. It doesn't work that way either. <laughs> you could point at something and I completely change it for them. <laughs> oh, man. But like, yep, I have a lot of power. It's <laughs> a lot of power. That's a scary amount of power. Yeah, and I edit the like show, so even if we talk oh, about this, Jesus. I can change it to something completely different. Wow. <laughs> so, it's the magic of podcasting. <laughs> but, like, after that... Um, uh, we kind of just like, well, let's try playing a show. So we played at the token a couple times. Mm-hmm. And uh, then after that, then it goes back to the math of band thing. We got a chance to open for him. Um, one of our, our now friends. You open for math the band? Yeah. yeah. What a full circle little right, thing right. there. That was only like our third show too. Yeah. And it was, it was so cool because like I'd been going to their shows for years. So mm-hmm. like, they recognized me because I'm six foot six and I look <laughs> like, uh, like, like a lumberjack had yeah, sex with a tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which probably has happened. Yep. Yes, I'm like <laughs> I'm like the great great pine baby of the north. Huh. So that like, makes you sound really cute and intimidating. Which is basically what you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like we we played that for a third show and you know, like the tube, it was a full band at that point, so it kind of yeah, meshed well. They mm-hmm. had to expand up to seven members. <laughs> yeah, more than triple their size. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so the the girl, she was in school mm-hmm. and graduated and became a teacher, so she can only go touring during summers. Oh, wow. So through the rest of the year, he had to hire, like, six people to replace the job that she was doing as an individual. That's incredible. Right? <laughs> it's like, to- it's different, but it's, it's, it's like an extension of what they were already doing. Mm-hmm. It's really good stuff. I, like, I can't speak highly enough of it, mm-hmm. but like that was our third show. And what kind of pushed us forward, um, because I've never seen this happen. Like Jeremy's said this too. Like we've never seen people at the bar stop serving drinks to come over and start videoing us as we're playing. Oh, wow. It was fucking surreal, actually. Yeah. Come to find out, the person that was working the bar that night was also a booking agent for a company called Hell City Records, Mm -hmm. and she started getting us for gigs, like, left and right all over the place. Right. Like, uh, Um, where? um, A lot of places. There was a venue that was only open for a short time. It was a historic venue. It used to be Birds on Broadway. They opened up as 1315. Or it might have been 1315 Broadway. I'm sorry. can't remember at that point. Down in Detroit? But downtown. Yeah, downtown. And uh, <coughs> the place was open for a while, and it was a sweet venue, three stories with, or it was like four stories with three of them having stages, and one being like a little cafe bar place. Mm-hmm. And like upstairs was like a total like absinthe lounge kind of experience. Um, then there was the third floor far upstairs was supposed to be like a really fucking dark metal spot, but they didn't have it. Like, it didn't pass health <laughs> just code. just didn't happen. <laughs> didn't pass health code by the time the show started, so oh, we boy. did it with just the second floor, like, absinthe lounge thing, and then the basement, like, <laughs> DIY punk venue kind of feel. It was yeah. really cool. That's, a, like, I, uh, I'm just trying to picture, like, me getting, like, screwed up on absinthe and listening to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened, too. Yeah. A lot of people. That's probably why they liked us. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, just take some absinthe before, <laughs> yeah. before you go. Um, so we played there a couple of times for her, and it was really cool each time. Uh, and then we've played the Painted Lady through her uh, in Hamtramck. Mm-hmm. Um, just all kinds of venues all over the place. Yeah, we've been down to like all the yeah. just local punk venues. Yeah, we've been around to. So. And some nice. not punk venues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing that's really weird about this band, uh, besides everything, <laughs> is that we tend to get put with like acts that we have no business playing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that happens a lot. There have been many times where we've been sandwiched between like two folk singer acts. <laughs> yeah. It happens like very like often. Once, really? once a season. Yeah. That's so, amazing. And it's funny because like it's very chill and all that and then we get up there and everything. Like, I'm sorry, it's yeah. about to get real loud but we'll be done in 25-30 minutes. Yep. <laughs> Go feed your baby or yeah. something. Go have a couple American spirits come back in and enjoy the rest of this indie show they <laughs> have no place being on this, how do the crowds at that was, those shows, shows Honestly, typically respond it's always really fun because there's like there's always a couple or like a few people a handful that are there for all of the above mm-hmm. but like you'll just see just like people do shifts of being the audience so like <laughs> you'll have the indie acoustic act go up and do something beautiful and like heartwarming and touching and you're like that was really good anyway we're about to get real fucking loud and then we'll do our thing and people will come out and like mosh a little bit do the little you know aggressive crowd thing Mm -hmm. and then once we're done you'll see them just like go back outside to like smash beers and smoke joints and stuff (laughs) and whatever and and then the other like the rest of the people will come back in but in between, there's like there's this one couple we've seen at a few of these shows. They're like ridiculously adorable, like five foot two, both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know them by name. I'm not gonna name drop them though. I don't know if they're comfortable with that. And we just really appreciate them because they come out and they do their little uh, head nod, like rocking side to side thing during mm-hmm. uh, some of the acoustic acts, uh, just that we've played with a bunch. And then our stuff starts up. And they just, like, hold hands and fucking rockabilly swing dance mosh <laughs> thing, and I just love it. That's and so then, awesome. And then we're done, and they're just back to their little swing, back and forth, head nod, like, enjoying the indie. Like, <laughs> I really appreciate that couple. Hell yeah. All right, so let's get to your guys' first song. What is this song called? Galacticops. Galacticop. I and uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is this song about? It's about uh, Galactic Cops. Okay. (laughs) So here is Atomic Time Bomb with the song Galactica. Is it Galactic Cop or Galactic Cops? Because on this, it says Galactic Cop. It's, well, the song is about a singular cop who is in the galaxy. Mm. But she's she's part of a a larger organization, I'm sure. Yes. Got it. All right. So (laughs) you haven't kind of, you haven't sussed out the lore of it yet. I mean,. I mean, I don't know. I just wrote the song. Okay. I write Galacticops on all of our set lists. Yeah, so me too. <laughs> we'll go with that. I mean, either or. Whatever you feel like. All right. Well, here is Galacticop by Atomic Time.
ship. She's gonna save the day. Just this hour. Well, that's a superpower. Cause she's got a gun. And she's got a badge. And to her slipstream, no part of it now. Gotta make your way and save the planet today. Her message may seem a little extreme. Well, they act sure her record is clean. Blast off meteors into the sky. Planet ball, the minute the people cry. Don't worry, she's in a hurry. Let the cops work, it's never Wow, we baby, that was pretty hip and pretty rock. <laughs> so, uh, you guys, uh, tell me a little bit about like, uh, tell me a little bit about your 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 EP that you have released. So, it's called Atomic Time Bomb. By Atomic Time. By Bomb. Atomic Time Bomb. That's by Atomic Time Bomb. And it's by Atomic Time Bomb. Oh wait, the <laughs> I didn't even realize. That. <laughs> <laughs> the album is called Atomic Time Bomb by Atomic Time Bomb, and yeah. it's by Atomic. We were inspired by Mark Jacobs. <laughs> it, I'm not He's familiar. a clothing designer. Mm-hmm. He made a series called Mark by Mark Jacobs in the <laughs> series Jacobs by Mark Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> like, he has this entire line. Like, every way you could spin his name is another, like, line of clothing under Mark Jacobs. That is so Mark good. Mark Jacobs by Mark Jacobs in the Mark series in the Jacobs line. <laughs> I think I need to like change my career. Smart yeah. I can do baby. a lot of things with my name. Yeah, you so. can. <laughs> Schwagel's bagels, man. Schwagel's, Schwagel by Schwagel's. Schwagel's schmear. <laughs> Schwagel's stables. Schwagel's stables. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So tell me about how like this EP got got rolling. Like, what? What? Tell me about the process of like it actually sitting down 
to like write it and release it and get it done. Well, um, was this really released in January twenty first, twenty seventeen? That's not right. No, like <laughs> I was. Well, I'm looking at the Bandcamp. Yeah, that was like the official release. Mm-hmm. Like, um, oh, right. I've had I've had copies for uh, like at least six months before that that I would have like, like in my shirt. Like, hey, you want some? Hey, punk you want a little <laughs> bit of punk? Yeah, but like <laughs> that was when we officially released it. Um, it was just. Uh, well, these five songs are, like, the ones that we play the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really just a collection of songs that we already had. Right. It's like, hey, we'll make this into an EP now. Yeah, because the stuff we did have that we recorded ourselves was bad. Mm-hmm. Like, it was okay if you like that well, lo-fi basement no, nonsense. Which it, I do. It was I'm a big fan of RC anymore. we're, well, mostly I am absolute trash, and I just don't do takes. Mm-hmm. Like, record <laughs> one and done, that's the end. That's that's, that's just, how it went. That, <laughs> so we had we had a single mic, mm-hmm. a boom mic, you know, it was a decent one. Yeah. Uh, just out in the corner of a basement, and we <laughs> played in a different corner of the basement. Yep. And we recorded it in one take, each of the five songs, uh, plus uh, a bonus cover, and then uh, yeah, we recorded it, one and done, no editing, <laughs> released to the public. What was the cover? Uh, it was so fresh, so clean by Outcast. Oh, okay. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant like the cover, of the actual disc. Yeah, which yes. there are many. There's cover. There's many covers. Yeah. Oh, because they're you you custom. Yeah, yeah. we would just draw. Them out. Yeah. yeah, we had. It was literally just cardboard sleeves, paper sleeves, and that we, would, we drew on. Like before every show, we would just sit at our merch table and just draw different covers <laughs> yeah. on these things. And invite other people to yep. draw with us so that you get a unique artistic experience with our. Oh, unique. that's right. I do have a, one of these already. Yeah. Then because you just gave me my second one. The, the best. Well, this one. is the re-recorded. Yeah, that's like, the official, yeah. actual, legit Good recorded EP. One. <laughs> okay, yeah. So this is the one that was released. Uh, okay, that was where the confusion was for me. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. this, so. so the one that's on here is the one that was actually re-recorded, mm-hmm. re mastered, and all that, all yeah. that fun stuff. Yeah. So uh, we had all these songs, and we wanted to have something that sounded nice that we mm-hmm. could present, and you know, have to show for ourselves. And uh, we met some really awesome people through just the whole Detroit punk community. Uh, there's a ska band called CBJ, mm-hmm. Ska Punk, um, and their guitarist, Tom, is a rad dude who has a really legit recording studio in his basement, uh, Cowhouse Records, shout out. Cowhouse uh, Records. And uh, they recorded everything for us. They were super awesome about just making sure that it was an easy, painless, and fast process incredibly quick turnaround we were in and out in just a few hours with five songs done how come on the line notes of this uh schwagel's name is sven (laughs) (laughs) so there's a a story behind that um when i was in college i had i went through a couple year period where i had long hair Mm -hmm. um which my hair is normally like pretty curly yeah but every now and then i would straighten it just because it's really funny mm. yeah it is and when my hair was straightened i legit looked like a swedish pop star <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. andrew saw a picture of that and he's like dude you look like a swedish pop star named Svenhard." yes <laughs> named after the danishes that you see in the gas stations yep <laughs> Svenhard. yeah so i started like i would just a Swedish yes. man, na- a pop star named after Danish. Is yes, yep. It makes sense. <laughs> okay. It makes about as much sense as everything else we do. Sven Hartbunch <laughs> Fagenbacken. Yeah, yep. that's what it was. Full name. Um, but like that, I just 
kind of <laughs> accidentally gave him that stage name. That yeah. we, re- we really don't have stage names, but I just but we never really changed do. it. <laughs> we don't, but we do. Yeah. Some days. But we don't. So tell me about the songwriting process. Like when you're when you're like, I'm gonna write a damn song for this band that I'm in. Um, usually Andrew does it, and then I go okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Schwagel just p- is just there. His view. Uh, yeah, that's not far off. Um, <laughs> usually we'll start with uh, like we'll just be like just jamming in the practice space, um, not playing anything in particular, mm-hmm. and then I'll come yeah. up with like a beat that I like, or Andrew will come up with a riff that sounds pretty cool, and then we'll just kind of play over that, mm-hmm. and it just naturally builds on itself like that yeah and then we eventually turn it into a song and realize it sounds like a song that already exists somewhere yeah <laughs> and then play it anyway it's happened a couple times yep what uh how does that the when you sit down to write the lyrics and stuff how does that go um like it depends because there's been times where i've written lyrics just you know in in my uh, handy dandy notepad mm-hmm. and then i'll try to fit it along you know the stuff that we already have or uh I'll just start spouting some nonsense to get like a cadence going to mm-hmm. figure out like what feels right, and then uh, sometimes I'll remember like a line, like um, the the line from Galacticops that sort of wrote the song was the the second verse mm-hmm. where it's um, she find or she's going off to fight her nemesis where he tries to. He's a he's a break dancer mm-hmm. taking over planets to steal the juice off the planet. The juice, yeah, the juice. It, it's the just planet the juice. juice. Yeah, it's the planet's juice. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I just the juice, <laughs> the juice is loose. But like <laughs> Mojo, uh, man. that line is uh, her arch nemesis is a break dancing la- uh, lout from the depths of dark planet Zinkrow, which is a made up word mm-hmm. because I just <laughs> fumbled my words. And then the I is infinite. That's a planet name somewhere. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Infinite planet. And then the next line is what <laughs> stuck with me is like he tries to pop and lock, skitch and uh, switch and sweat, and then she takes his fucking head off with a swift pirouette. Mm-hmm. And that's I just spouted that off, and then I sh- I like put down my guitar and like wrote it in, down in my uh, in a text message, and I think I sent it to him, and he's like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I was yeah. like, "Just Very just funny. hold on to it," uh, and then like yep. from there it'll build on itself, and like it depends. Like uh, certain songs just have a flow to them, yeah, and it's really easy. Or like some songs I can't figure out, and then they become instrumentals. <laughs> Which and is like time travel. Yep. Mm-hmm. I Sometimes can, we'll just start with a concept that sounds like it'll be promising and right. just develop from there. Mm-hmm. Like I was playing a bass line one time with a pick. I almost always play with my fingers, but with a pick, it's a lot more percussive and way punchier. So he just says, uh, Andrew says, that sounds punchy. Just, just punchy. Just punching. <laughs> and so we were just like, all right, new song, punchy punch, punch, punchy punch. <laughs> and we've been working on that concept for about two years now. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, speaking of music that has not been released yet, do you have any music in the works, any future EPs yeah. or albums or anything? Yeah. Um, we've been in a sort of second second genesis of, of growth of new content for mm-hmm. the last few months here. Um we focus really hard on putting together about eight to ten songs just so that we'd be able to be, go out and play some shows and not have to play the same exact songs every time. Yeah. Um, and for the last few months, we haven't been playing very many shows, and uh, we're continuing that for a little while while we're working on creating new music and uh, hopefully bringing something really cool to the market soon. Any any set of kind of ETA on that? Nope. Oh, yeah. baby. All right, so what is this next song called? 
Uh, this would be Everything Must Be Destroyed. Ooh, and I wonder what this one's about. <laughs> <laughs> this is one where I scream numbers. Yeah. And I right. scream other ways, actually. I just remembered. Yeah, actually, there's a bunch Studio of Studio magic. Ooh, yeah. So if you guys want to hear screaming, then stay tuned. Because <laughs> here is Everything Must Be Destroyed by Atomic Time Bomb. Hey baby, that was wonderful. <laughs> Thank you guys for being on the show. Where can we find more from you guys? Uh, uh, please, um, please, and thank you. Well, we have uh, Facebook mm-hmm. at Atomic Time Bomb. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also on Instagram. Uh, that's where we do a lot of show announcements and memes. <laughs> um, we have a website. Uh, it's atomictimebomb.com. No spaces, uh, no yep. caps, no bullshit. No. You can't put spaces in a URL yeah, anyway. All killer, no filler. <laughs> All killer. That's a different band, though. Yes, it is. Very different band. Um, I'm trying to think. Are we, I think we had a Tumblr at some point, but nothing got added to yeah. it. <laughs> and then um, we found out we aren't 17 anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. It was a bad time. Over it. I miss but, Tumblr. Yeah. Like mostly. You uh, miss the idea of Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> It's just uh, we're on Facebook constantly. Uh, we have Bandcamp. Atomictimebomb.bandcamp.com. That's right. We should get on MySpace. You should. You know what? Yeah. Is it? Okay, that? everyone says that, time, that MySpace is like a hot space for musicians and stuff, but I've never, ever seen anyone link to their MySpace. Nope. No. So, well, I don't I know. Justin Timberlake when he owned it for like a minute or whatever. Justin Timberlake owned MySpace for a he, minute? He had some kind of partial ownership, yeah. What you doing, Justin? 
I just figured <laughs> so like I just figured like SoundCloud was MySpace for music, anyways, because that's like yeah. where you see a lot of weird shit anyway. Yeah, SoundCloud's the place to be. So, so then maybe we should we probably should yeah, get on that. <laughs> Well, we are going to take a quick break. You guys are going to stick around, and uh, yeah, you good? You yeah. Good to stick yeah. And we are going to have a very special, uh, very serious guest on the show. We'll be back after this. Do you guys hear that? Welcome back to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every single podcast provider that you've ever heard of, every single podcast provider that's worth listening to and from, and if not, sorry, 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 I am here with Atomic Time Bomb, they are all wet now, <laughs> we, we jumped in the pool during the break, Very moist. and oh, that's where you're going at, okay. Mm. I, wasn't, well, I wasn't sure which way you were taking that one. So. <laughs> well, I mean, do you remember jumping in the pool during the break? <laughs> Duh. Yeah, but yeah, still got my trunks on. Yeah, they're good trunks. I'm also joined here by Donald Trump's physician, primary care physician Harold Bornstein. Uh, very, very nice to meet you, mm-hmm. Harold Bornstein, mm-hmm. Jamaica Queens. Jamaican Queens. Jamaica Queens. Okay, I thought you were New talking York about City. the band, the Detroit band, Jamaican Queens. I think they probably got the name from Jamaica Queens. That's possible. I feel... Okay. <laughs> you gave me a bad look. Very bad look. Very bad boy look. Mm. I'm feeling like a bad boy today. <laughs> so, Harold Bornstein, you are Donald Trump's primary care physician. I am. He is my only patient where... Uh, I, I consider myself a primary care physician for him. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I am a gastroenterologist. What's that? Uh, I take care of people's bellies. <laughs> How do you do that? I look at them and I say, that's a good belly. And then some people, I look at them and I say, that's a bad belly. And the listener cannot see this, but I'm doing a thumbs up and a thumbs down. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> then, might we, might we assume that you feel comfortable being a primary care physician for Donald Trump because really he's just one unending gastrointestinal tract that is absolutely correct wow that makes sense is that an insult or is that just a fact i think it's just a medical fact you can look it up in the dictionary medical observation right yeah i saw him as soon as he walked into my office i said good stomach that thumbs up thumbs i'm doing right now yeah. and uh ever since then he's been my uh patient that guy is all intestines and kidneys he's all intestines and kidneys sometimes it drips out the back you kind of <laughs> just put a bucket back there no problem Nice. It's an easy fix. So how did you how'd you land that gig? He he when how long have you been his primary care physician? Oh, probably about thirty years now. Mm-hmm. My wife saw him across the street uh, on Fourth Avenue, and uh, she was like, "Hey, that guy looks like he's falling apart." And I was like, "Oh, invite you invite him into my office, and I'll look at him." And she was like, "Okay." Eventually. Worked out the paperwork and the timing, scheduling and everything, and uh, you did know, you know he was patient. the very rich, very famous. I Donald didn't know Trump. who he was because mm-hmm. that was uh, the '80s. He was he was big stuff back then. That was when he was uh, apparently. I don't watch television. Oh, okay. 
uh, I don't really uh, uh, pay attention to rich people in mm-hmm. general. Uh, mostly, I focus on people's medical issues. Okay. So, uh, what what did you? What was one of the first things you noticed about Donald Trump? Uh, for one thing, that he's a giant pile of intestines, <laughs> uh, yeah. and he's very charming. Okay. I mean, he will charm the pants off of you. Yeah. And it's and it's just, uh, my gosh. By words or for us, you know, either yeah. way. You are going to be charmed one way or the other. Yeah. I mean, I, I, he walked into my office, and I just suddenly felt like, whoa! <laughs> this guy has something. Mm-hmm. He has something, and it's not just the stuff leaking out of his back. <laughs> when you first met Donald Trump, did you realize that he was going to be president someday? I, I didn't. No? You know, I didn't really, I didn't really see that a giant bag of intestines and kidneys could become president. I was like, this is a very important position. Mm-hmm. But then, after 30 years of working with him, giving him thumbs up, and telling him, this is an exquisite specimen of the human body. Yeah. I don't think anyone can deny that. No. I, and after that, I was just like, yeah, you could become president. Mm-hmm. So were you the person that put it in his mind to run for president? I like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think that I was the one who kind of sat back. I gave him the thumbs up, and I was like, huh, you know, you know Donald, Don. Yeah. DJ. <laughs> uh, you could do anything you want. Why are you sitting here in my office and coming in here every month trying to get your uh, backside drained? <laughs> you can do whatever you want. You do whatever you want. Is it, so it, I feel like uh, 1987, I kind of placed that idea in his head. 1987? Yeah. Oh, wow. So it was a long time ago where he started thinking about yeah. this. Hmm. How did he feel after he the reception for his 2012 uh, attempt didn't go very well? Well, he came into my office and he was obviously very sad. Yeah. Very things uh, were not going well for him. Mm-hmm. My wife had yelled at him before he walked in. Why? Uh, that's always very disconcerting. Why did she yell at him? Well, I have a water cooler in the uh, opening of my office in like the patient waiting area, mm-hmm. and he had taken one cup and thrown it away, and then used another cup. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that just, that makes Felicia acts absolutely insane. She doesn't like waste. She does not like waste. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like wasting time or cups. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he was sad after the inauguration, or after the not getting the presidential bid. And then he was sad because uh, Felicia was, like, being a total bitch to him. Mm-hmm. Well, wow, you just so said that about your wife. Well, I mean, What's wives. She? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Incredible. Wives, right? You guys know. Atomic Time Bomb knows. We've heard. I've heard great many things about wives. Yeah, and they they exist. Yeah, they do, in fact, exist. I know that. Uh, I've seen many wives in our travels uh, around Saturn, but never uh, never had to call one a bitch. Harold Bornstein looks very mad. Hold on. Hold on a second. Do you guys not know this? My wife is a dog. Oh, my! Ah. Uh, yeah, my wife is a dog. Like I, I don't want you to misunderstand oh, me here. Oh, oh. This explains I, a lot of oh, things. Okay. Yeah, a but real dog. So a like, real dog. Well, how is she? She was. How did she point out? Can your dog? Can your dog wife talk? And why else are you married to a dog? Well, my dog wife can talk. Uh huh. And uh, I am married to a dog because I love her. Okay. <laughs> why else would you marry somebody unless you loved them? That's true. I well, mean, maybe for money or, or land. Or be required to. Or be required to, like Ivanka. Mm-hmm. Is, is there a legal age in dog years that a dog has to be before they can be married? What's seven times three? 21. 
21. You have to multiply everything by three, right? Seven? I think it's by seven. seven right. Yeah. So she, uh -oh. I mean, she's in our years three when we were married, but in her years, uh, 21. Wait, so is she still the same wife that you've had when yes. she... Yes! Wow. So how, she, how old is she now? She must be very, very old in her in dog years. I think she's around 300 and something. Okay. Wow. She's a very old girl. She's a she very old girl. She's a good girl? She's in very good health. I saw her belly the other day. I gave her the thumbs up, just like <laughs> I'm doing right now. Is Stella. She a good Stella. girl? I'm sorry? Is she a good girl? She's a good girl. She's a good girl. I give her, she's a good girl. Give her treats. Give her treats. You know? She helps out with the office stuff, but she gets very angry if you're wasteful. I'm yeah. just saying that. So Donald Trump was very upset when he came into my office. Okay. And uh, so that, that didn't help his, his sadness over not being... Given the president, I tried to help. I, I mean, I drained his back a little bit and I <laughs> kind of patted him on the chest and told him, Hey, it'll be all right. Mm -hmm. It'll be all right. You know why? Because you can do anything. Mm -hmm. And then he became president four years later. Yeah. Yep. You can do anything. Now, doctor, I, I have a question. In, uh, in, in your medical opinion, um, can you tell us, since you're an expert on, on bellies, as you've said, um, is Donald Trump's uh, belly the same color as his face? That's a good question. Because I'm, I, I'm a bit worried about that. Are you asking? Are you asking about the orange hue? Uh, the orange hue that seems to permeate throughout his entire uh, 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 aura of Donald Trump. I, I guess You're asking if the insides match the outsides. I, I guess I am. Yes, they do. Uh, <laughs> that is fabulous. I always assumed it was a spray tan. Oh, I well, you would be very Doritos. incorrect. I'm sorry. You I figured it was Doritos. Oh, you figured it was Doritos. I figured it was some kind of... I can't blame John. I don't, I, don't <laughs> I don't know exactly what it is, to be honest. Some <laughs> things, you're his primary care physician. Most of science is a mystery. <laughs> most of science, we don't understand. And orange hues just come out of nowhere. Yeah. You know? Any of us can just people? be orange one right. day. I give him a thumbs up on the orange. <laughs> I mean, I give him a thumbs up on it. Happened to carrots. Happened to carrots. Yep. Hey, he hasn't it died happened yet. to oranges. He's had it for over thirty years. The orangeness, so yeah. And he's stronger it's good than ever. With him. I don't think Seems I like he's only getting away. stronger. I told him once, like, hey, maybe like you know, you know, uh, put some makeup on. He's like, I'm not gonna do that. I was like, why not? He's like, because that seems kind of weird. And I was like, why is it weird? He's like, because I'm an American. I'm like, all right, well, that makes sense. It is, he has been seeming particularly less orange lately, like since he's become president. I'm, I'm sorry, I haven't noticed that. Is that true? He looks like a little less he orange. Might be sick. Yeah, he only. might be sick. He might he might have a a, a, a reverse orangeness. Have you seen him lately? No, you haven't seen him since he's been president. No, I'm I've been banned from the White House. Why? Because uh, my wife Felicia peed on the carpet. That's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, uh, the Oval Office in the Oval Office. Oh. I mean, I heard he's into that, so I don't know what the big deal is. Yeah, I I, I don't I'm, know I don't know what happened exactly. My wife, you know, she makes all my scheduling and stuff. So she goes in there and she's like, "Hey, President Trump, uh, do you mind?" Uh, come in to see your primary care physician sometime. And then the Secret Service were like, she's out. She's out. <laughs> and I was like, she was you very obviously upset. I stood up for three days arguing with her about, you know, it's not your fault. You're a dog. It's the Secret Service. Yeah. 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 Uh, so do you, you don't just don't want to go there anymore now that, uh, now that your wife's banned? Well, I mean, I got to stick with my wife. Yeah. Stick by her. So you got to stick by your bitch. Have you spoken? <laughs> Have you spoken to Donald Trump since since he's been president at all? I've written him letters. Mm -hmm. I've tried uh, many things. 
my final way I'm trying to communicate with him at this point is by writing an uh, Amazon ebook, mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to tweet hit that to him. <laughs> it's just various things. Hey, how are you? How are you feeling? Um, do you feel like a thumbs up day or a thumbs down day today? And then hopefully he'll get it, and then he'll write me an ebook back, and I'll download it for like 99 cents. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just I'm hoping that that's a way that I can communicate. That seems like a very convoluted and I mean Felicia could be a real bitch. I mean, surefire way to get him to read that ebook is just say that uh, you know, Barack Obama doesn't want him to read. That is a good idea, and I've already thought of it. The uh, book title is called "Barack Obama Does Not Want Donald Trump to Read This Book." <laughs> I think that's a very fair, fair title. I I know my patients very well. I know exactly how they think. What uh, what's th- what's this book about? I wonder. Well, I mean, it's not like a novel. It's mostly uh, like s- stuff I think about during the day. Stuff. Hey, Donald, did you ever think about like how? Like, it's weird that trees grow really high. Like, do they ever grow up into space? And then, like, they can't breathe anymore because there's no air in space. So they die from the top down. Right, you die from the top down if you're a tree. <laughs> you're making me think things I've never thought before. Well, I'm a doctor. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Science is a mystery. Man, I didn't realize the company I was in, honestly. Yeah, yeah you're... Now, you're as an aside here, I don't mean to assume anything, but, you know, the current times for everyone are a little tough and I don't think anybody oh. in this room has medical insurance but would you be open to perhaps addressing the situation of the bellies in this room absolutely yes. are you kidding me I was waiting for somebody to ask for, oh my gosh what yes is, please. what's the status of the bellies in this room doctor all right first of all I didn't catch all of your names this guy looks like Sven which <laughs> was a very famous uh, Swedish pop star oh my god I don't know if you guys know this guy I, I got all of his records We've been trying to find out who his father is for years. Is that your father? I was trying to lay low. I just I <laughs> wanted to get rid of the, the fame and the glitz and the glamour. Well, and you voted me. Since you are the most famous of the group here, I will start with your belly. Okay. Are you ready for this? Let I'm me take ready. a look. Go for it. I'm looking at it. Looking at it. Thumbs up. That's a thumbs up. Thumbs, thumbs up. up. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. I was worried. Thank God. Thumbs up. Is there any nuance to this, or is it just I'm sorry, a good belly do, or a bad do, belly? I'm a doctor. Okay. You might not see everything that's going on in my head. Like, right now, I'm thinking about, like, why are mailboxes called mailboxes? Okay? Because <laughs> they're a box that stores your mail. Right. But then why are male men called male men? Because they're men who transport the mail. But why, are, why are there some male women? Oh, good point. And then, if they're male women, why are they called male women and not women women? <laughs> Second <laughs> belly. Does Jeremy. it help to have the shirt removed? If I uh, it can it? help. Okay. In some cases, I think that yeah, if you stand up just like that. Okay. Oh my gosh. This, be Jeremy, this is beautiful. Way. I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. Yep. Yeah. Thumbs, up. A thumbs up. Optimum Excellent. medical of a human being. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. This is such. You don't have news. to look inside the belly to tell. I don't have to look inside. I can just I can just tell from the outside, the color, the shape, the beauty. And the aura of the person is what I mostly look for. Okay. Incredible. All right. All right. All right. I guess. Here's Andrew. Andrew's belly. Take a That's look. a good belly. Oh. All right. Well, I'm gonna be honest. Okay. I'm, I don't feel I don't feel very confident right now, <laughs> but my medical training tells me to use my instincts and to look into my intuition. 
I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs up, belly. Thank God. That's a good belly. I've been so worried. All right, my turn. Here's All right, Mister. Dup- oh my God. Oh, <laughs> thumbs up, Michael. Hey, you. Thumbs up. You don't seem confident in that. No, it's a thumbs up. You're gonna. I mean, he said it instantly. How can he not be confident? Y- not- you're shivering. It's it's just. I mean. Uh, let me let me give you be Felicia's honest. number. Be. I'm gonna my- give you Felicia's number. You make an appointment. You come, o- you come over to the office, and we'll discuss this in private. In New York? In New York. Queens, Jamaica. Jamaica, Queens. So, wait. Now so you've got me confused from of where I'm from. <laughs> so why can't you just tell me what's wrong with my belly here? You're right oh, here. I didn't say anything was wrong with it, did I? You, uh, you, you're very strongly Mike, implying it's it. It's patient, uh... Well, you can say it to me. You can say in front of Atomic Time Bob and all of my millions of <laughs> listeners. I mean, <laughs> well, if you really want me to tell you what's wrong with your belly in front of all these people, yes, I will. Okay. Thumbs down. Oh, thumbs. Oh, wow. thumbs, thumbs down belly. Down. What does that mean? Well, it means you got a thumbs down. <laughs> I'm sorry, Michael. Uh, six months. Six months. What? Just six months. That's, is that all long I have to live, or how much I mean, how long I you, should I, I exercise? Saw that maybe, maybe like you know, eat some uh, McDonald's. You want me to eat McDonald's? Yes, it's so healthy. It's good for you. What? You have to continue eating like McDonald's, Taco Bell. Do you guys ever get late night snacks? How about Wendy's? Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, they yeah. they all eat late night snacks. They get fourth I, meal all the time. Fourth meals. Yeah. I guess I'll, meals. all I eat is oranges, bananas, and, and and beans. Ugh, disgusting. No wonder you look like you do. <laughs> God. You never get like a nice pastrami sandwich. Yeah, not really. I, I'm I, I'm a health freak. Ugh. Ugh. Just these people, right? These what people a, and their health uh, freakness. What a what what um why did why did you tell me your thumbs up at first? I, I well, I was I was scared of hurting your feelings. You <laughs> yell at me on your podcast. Yeah. And I was like, I can promote my new book. Uh, Barack Obama does not want you to read this. Donald Trump. So that I could communicate with Donald Trump. Yeah. And so I was, like, embarrassed. Are you worried that he might have a new primary care physician now that he's president and he's a big wig now? Am I worried? Yeah. You are? I mean, I'm worried about him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I haven't talked to him in months. Yeah. Who <laughs> he knows? used to come to my office every week. Who knows if he's okay? I mean, Who knows? Ar- Arsenio Who knows? might have gotten to him already. You said yourself, the orange is fading <laughs> from his face. That can't be good. His, yeah. His belly could be in any state. It right could now. be in any state. My thumb is sideways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in any state, it's probably in Florida right now. It's probably, I mean, it Mar-a-Lago. could be. Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. yeah. It's not good for the belly. No. Mar- no, no. All that shrimp. And, and you're also crawfish. walking, well, you're just walking around, you know, you're breathing it, fresh air. Like, all that stuff is happening. You got you to gotta get back into, like, sitting into a high-rise office where eating, the air is circulating. taco bowls, burrito bowls. Right, burrito bowls, mm-hmm. quesadillas. Uh, Diaz mm-hmm. and other foods. Authentic Mexican food you Authentic can get only get at Trump Tower. Mexican foods from Taco Bell mm-hmm. or McDonald's hamburgers. <laughs> Is that what you call it, McDonald's hamburgers? McDonald's hamburgers. Okay. So, do you have any questions for Atomic Time Bomb, I Harold? Do. How many albums have you uh, guys released? Uh, Half of one. Just, one, just yeah. that EP. <laughs> yeah, just one. the EP. All right, all right. Uh, who are some of the guys that you guys listen to? Uh. Um, like bad stuff usually. Yeah. yeah. Bad stuff? I mean, my most favorite band is Outkast. Mm-hmm. Um, and behind that, it's it's like weird Norwegian black metal and stuff. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I'm from uh, Jamaica, Queens. I know I know punk music. I know the underground. 
I know how this stuff works. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about G.G. Allen? G.G. Allen. That guy could shit like no one else. You know what's great about G.G. Allen? Healthiest man alive before he died. Yeah? <laughs> Healthiest man alive. Did you see his Right skin? before he died? Yeah, right before he died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So I mean, it's always darkest before dawn, right? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, healthiest man alive before he died. Huh. And how did he die again? Uh, heroin. All right, thank you guys oh. so much for being on the show. It has been a wonderful time. And you guys have all been wonderful. Remember to find Atomic Time Bob on Bandcamp and Instagram. Bandcamp? Wow. The Shade. <laughs> and Facebook at Atomic Time Bob. And Harold, where can we find more from you? Well, you can read my ebook, uh, Barack Obama, Do Not Read This. That's not what it was called. <laughs> Barack it, it Obama does not want you to read this, right. Donald Trump. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me of my book title. You're welcome. Uh, you can also uh, just kind of find me in Jamaica, Queens. Mm-hmm. Just and around. Just around. You know, talk to my wife, dog, Felicia. Uh, I do want to talk uh, about something that's very special to me. Okay. Uh, Maddie and Maggie's uh, Torture Circus, mm-hmm. which is something, I, I, those are just words coming out of my mouth, and I don't really know what they mean. I don't know why I'm even saying it. It's just Maddie and Maggie's Torture Circus. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys for being on the show. Thank and you, he, What is this last song that we will be showing to the people listening to the show? Uh, this would be I Want to Believe. I Want to Believe, and this is about wanting to believe in something? Uh, it's about the X-Files. Okay. <laughs> we will be back next week with another wonderful band. They're called Pancho Via Skull. Make sure to listen then. Atomic yes. Time Bomb loves Pancho Via Skull. We love Pancho Via Skull. Bye-bye. See you.
The Michael Dupree Variety Hour is recorded in WAYN Radio Studio. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. And if you would like to find us on social media, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week. Wow, that was great.